Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, Director of Sales for Bone Adhesives. <laughs> I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. We're going to do a little floor talk today, so turn them sanders off. Take that edger, make sure you put that edger on the side. Put that scraper down and let's talk a little bit about hardwood floors. Uh, we've had to change our opening a little bit because our producer says that we've been coming in on our openings too hot. A little so, too hot. Yeah, so now we sound like the, the two women on the Saturday Night Live skit. We're doing the, the PBS. Uh, what was the name of that skit? You remember that skit? No. Did you ever watch Saturday Night Live? Uh, from time to time. Oh, man. They did the the sweaty balls. Do you remember I, that skit? I, I've seen that on the on the, um, YouTube. Yeah, yes, the the Christmas yeah. balls. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Not sure we can do that. Oh man, what was the name of that? Although that's how it, they talk. They came uh, in nice and easy, just like that. Although uh, we, you and I had a discussion about buying a new truck that had the seats with the air condition that came through the seats. Yes. That, probably can't really talk too much about but if you right. haven't if you have never experienced a new vehicle that has air condition flowing through the seats that's one of the greatest pleasures in life that's good stuff okay hey this episode is going to be pretty cool um we did some interviews mm-hmm we had the big flow, uh, the big flow launch at the uh, New Jersey RTC this week. So, uh, talk about the who's who of wood flooring. Man, everybody was there. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Really, uh, really great day. And appreciate Jeff Alfredo and Gene Vincent and Mike Overy and uh, Rob Johnson. And yeah, uh, I saw for, you through my name, and I appreciate that. Yeah, coming down there. Yeah, I'd look out for you. Our episode today is going to be on on how to handle pressure. Um, you know, th- this industry, it comes with the territory. And um, I remember uh, watching, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a golf guy at all. And I know you're not a golf guy, are you? You know golf? Yeah, I do golf. Okay. Do you remember Greg Norman when he had the, the most epic net meltdown of all time? Yeah, I think that was... Um... I think that was 98, 96, 97, 96, 96. Yeah. When he absolutely had, uh, I think what a five stroke lead going into it and, or maybe even more and then lost. I thought it was like eight. I mean, it was unbelievable. Everybody said going into the final day, I thought he had like a six or eight. I mean, it was, I think it was more than five. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he he, uh, he actually had a six-shot lead, and he last, lost by five strokes. And they say it's one of the biggest jokes of all time. And here's how bad it was. Um, when he when he finally lost, his opponent was crying and apologized for winning. And uh, when the presenter handed the trophy to the winner, he apologized and said he felt terrible for Norman. And um, it's gone down as probably one of the biggest jokes of all time. And you can take, when you talk about choking, you're talking about pressure and learning to deal with pressure, especially in our industry. And, and as you said, Rob, we had some great interviews later on we're going to play 
and I, I thought it was interesting what some of the older guys have been around a while, how they, how they handle pressure today versus how they handle pressure years ago. Um, but there's a, uh, you know, something that we've, we've always, well, you, you handle pressure very well though. Probably better than anybody I've ever met actually. I feel no pressure ever. I let everybody else worry about that. Yeah. That's I, I think um, you and I probably could have worked together pretty good because you can't have two guys on the job who are crazy with pressure. You can't, you can't have two guys that are hot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One exactly. of them's got to be, one of them's got to be the ground. Yeah. yeah. Now the other thing though, Pete and I are a lot alike as far as pressure goes. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think we've really ever had any, because, I mean, you think I'm calm and cool. Sherman's even, you know, he takes it to a different level. Um, but working with you, working with my son, now I think you two are like pressure cookers. Um, probably. I, I Well, I'll tell you how I deal with pressure. When, like, things get really, really, the pressure gets, gets ramped up. Uh, I'll tell you how I deal with it. Um, and for me is, is I, you got to live in the moment. If you start thinking on a, on a job uh, of all the things that can go wrong and all the negative, what ifs, if, you know, if this doesn't go right, or if it didn't get paid or she doesn't like the color or we can't meet the schedule or whatever, if you start letting those things get in your head, then um, uh, it just makes your life miserable. And I had a mantra for me, which was one room at a time. And uh, it really worked for me. It really helped take the pressure off because as if I'm on a 4,000 square foot job or whatever, uh, now it's a problem if the whole job is one room, 4,000 square feet. <laughs> but if it was uh, broken up, like if I'm today, I'm, I'm working in the living room right now, today, right now, this moment, I'm working in the living room, then that's all I care about is that living room. I don't care about nothing else. I just focus on one thing. And that's helped me uh, with that mantra of uh, one room at a time has helped me and and staying in the moment and and not getting into the what ifs type of conversations in your head, staying in the present um, and not worried about the ultimate success or failure of the job. Uh, So. Now, I thought you handled pressure a different way. You know, like opening up door, throwing T-bars across the floor. That too. Didn't you throw throw something in the water one time or something like that? But I do that in the moment. You know what I mean? I I don't think that's in the moment thing. That's the release. Yes. That's that's the release of the pressure. Yes. You dealt with it so you could hold on to it and then release it. What I like to do is uh, spread the pressure throughout everybody. So they all feel the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I why, call should it, you, I, I, why should you just be choking on that? I Give call it to sen- everybody else. Yes. I call it sense of urgency. So it changes the, uh, you know what I mean? It changes the whole, uh, it's not pressure guys. It's sense of urgency. You need to feel the sense of urgency. Uh, <laughs> right. But, but you know something, I'm joking around about that a little bit, but I'll tell you something that, um, um there's a little trick you can do and uh for instance when when by just changing a single word around you know instead of saying like i'm nervous about this 
for instance, I, I, when I used to do public speaking, well, I still do public speaking, but if I, in the early days when I get nervous about it, I learned if you change the word nervous to excited, it just does something to, in your head that makes it a whole different vibe. You're not nervous, you're excited about it. Like, I don't like the word to use, I don't like the word problem. Like, this is, this is a big problem. I, I, if you change that for a challenge, I've done that for the probably the last 15 years of my life. Just, just change some words around. It's a different mindset. And it absolutely do, does help. I think it does help. I don't use the word problem anymore. I use the word issue. Yeah, yeah. Issues, issue just sounds better to me. Yeah, so there you go. Problem, problem just sounds pretty negative. Issues are issues, and you're always going to deal with issues. But, uh, problem, problems isn't problem sounds negative, and challenges are can be overcome. Yeah, like, like the like the T bar. I broke it over my. You, you could easily break a T bar over your over your knee if you put enough. I'd effort like to into see it. you break a Bigfoot over your knee. That would be that yeah, would be impressive. That's not, uh, I don't know. I got a titanium knee now, I think. So, oh, that's maybe, it. I got, maybe I got a chance. Well, it was funny. Uh, it's funny. We're doing a, we're, the next two issues. Uh, the next two issues we're doing. The next two shows we're doing. One is on pressure and the other one is on vacations. And this story has a little of both of it. So I was on vacation last week and Bum found out, oh, you're, oh, you're on vacation. And he goes, man, I got he goes, just all I need help is that first coat. Okay. The Moti Barn is a huge, it was like uh 1600 foot, um, tons of rooms. It was one of those, it was at four bedrooms, but every bedroom had a little hallway to it also, mm-hmm. you know? So, and then there was a big, great room and kitchen. Everybody knows the deal. I'm not telling any, anything that anybody doesn't know, but we've been in drought conditions around here. You know, we have not had a lot of rain and this is supposed to be the, the wet season. You know, this is when coating supposed to get a little easier. You know, floors have been dry all winter. Anyways, I was feeling some pressure. Mm-hmm. I was definitely feeling pressure that that sealer was setting up. I mean, there was not a lot of, uh, not a lot of time and you know, we've all, we've all had those jobs where man this is just so one of the ways that we start dealing with the pressure was really setting in on uh preparation and what was our next step what was the next step having that all planned out and a lot of the planning took away from what could have been you know a real bad pressure cooker uh people can always tell too when i get i'm starting to feel some pressure is uh i go silent i go in silent mode where people like you okay yep 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 don't want to talk because so that is one of the ways that i will deal with pressure rather than talking it out just i go stone silent Mm -hmm. but Um, the job came out the job came out awesome Nice. But, uh, I mean, it was one of those, like, we were, there were some built-in desks and lots of toe kicks and little pantries and everything. And we did more pre-coding of different sections. Uh, you know, it was actually, uh, we started laughing about it, like, oh my God, I never, this is crazy. But it all turned out really good. Beautiful. Um, 
you know, you said something there that to me is how I also uh, deal with stress is that I, I, I find that I over prepare uh because i don't want to have to deal with stress i'd rather over prepare and put the work in ahead of time than deal with the stress uh, uh you know during the during the job or whatever i'm doing um and also you kind of know what triggers you you know what i mean like i i i hated doing stain samples towards the end i've talked about that before i didn't have the patience for it because that's not a technical thing that's a that's a personality thing that's that's uh you know that's subjective so uh, my my brothers would do that instead of me because i don't have time for for nonsense uh you know pick a color let's go so i wasn't the guy to do that but so um finding what triggers you i th- i think is uh you know knowing that ahead of time i think helps and um and also you know what embrace the stress um i've said it before pressure is a privilege and um and i really do believe that you know what i mean and and uh, so there's somehow in your life you've got to figure out how to deal with how to deal with this in a positive way look i've got friends uh, you see and, and here's the thing that when i you, know, you see a man at 70 years old and 75 years old who's yelling and screaming at everybody that's that's an idiot because you've gone through your entire life and you haven't figured it out you know what i mean as I've gotten older, I don't get, I don't express my opinion hardly any in, anymore to anybody. Uh, outside well, you're work, a director outside of work. You're <laughs> outside of work because I don't people. I, who cares what I think? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I don't have to give people my opinion anymore. I, I no one, who cares, and I don't need to get in an argument of 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 the of the. Um, of the lowest form of argument or, or discussion is, which is, is a opinion. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It's your opinion. It's my opinion. I, I don't, I don't need to argue about that or even, you know, I don't care anymore. Um, um, so that's kind of what, as you, as you get older and, and we talked to some of these really great floor men today uh, that we're going to have on the podcast, we're going to play later today. Um, Seems like they, they were kind of in the same vein. As they've gotten older, they've gotten smarter about it. And so if you're younger and um, and doing floors and you, the stress of the schedule and all these different things and every every job is, and believe me, I felt the same way. I mean, uh, people say, well, it's not, it's not um, uh, heart surgery, but it felt like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it felt like it to me at Sometimes times. Sometimes I'd rather be, yeah. Yeah. The finish is drying quick. I wish yeah. I was operating on somebody. Yeah, he's just going to die if it doesn't work. Yeah, but this is my floor. <laughs> this is the floor. Um, so, uh, but I think you, for your own health sake, uh, figure figure a healthy way to, uh, to to um, to 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 learn to deal with this. It's a coping skill, just like anything else is a skill. If you don't invest time into it, or just kind of understand why you do things a certain way, uh, it's good for you. It's good for your family. It's good for the, your coworkers. Um, also. If you're a perfectionist, and the problem is in this trade, Rob, is you you almost have to be a perfectionist in this trade. And it sets you up for uh, pressure and stress. You know, you have to realize that every job is not going to be perfect. And you have to accept some amount of mistakes um, and and let some things go. And that is hard to do. So I think there's... uh, You you know what I say in my classes, everybody knows, not the rising boat thing. Chasing perfection, we will catch excellence. Yep. Yep. 
And I'll I tell like you, it. working with my kid has definitely upped my game because I'm like, oh, he's not going to like this. Hmm. He's a perfectionist. That yep. I don't know where it came from, but he is a perfectionist. So, um, you know, that job I was talking about where I was working with him and I said, oh, my way of dealing with stress is I go silent. Mm-hmm. That's not how we started out the job, though, especially as it started to get tougher. We had stopped before we started the the really uh, the big main areas and everything. And there was a lot of communication between us, like I said. All right, here are the seven different areas we're going to do before. And he noodled it and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do. So there was, there, it wasn't like I just didn't do anything, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of communication. And then once we got going, that's when I got silent. Yeah. It was kind of fun because I was pushing the hell out of him, you know, cause he being the perfectionist, he kept wanting to uh, look, you know, like in a feather, I go, no, let's mm-hmm. go 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 kept pushing them so uh it was pretty funny to see uh because like i said he's a perfectionist and i'm like we we don't have time to make this perfect it's we just got to get it down trust the process it's another one we talk about in the school but there was a lot of pre-communication once we got going now now i just settled into it you know you said something in a podcast a long time ago that uh this this um this this um i'm gonna do air quotes friend peter allegedly that we think exists uh, he's what, gonna beat your ass, man yeah right. he doesn't like the way you treat me on these shows okay you said he was like the king of vacuuming and that you just let him do it uh, i think delegating to like like my brother doug is a perfectionist about some things and, and you just learn to let all right well that, that that's his let him do that because he's not going to be happy if I do it. So while he's doing that, maybe it's more productive if I do something else. Because that's his, that's his thing right there. He's that guy. Maybe it's a, maybe he's the edger guy. Nobody can, nobody can. If if he starts, someone else edges, and he's standing on the floor, and he sees swirl marks, he's going to go through the roof. So maybe he's he's that guy. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you something else. And I was guilty of this. Um, by saying this one simple two-letter word, no, can eliminate a tremendous amount of stress in your life. Um, I sometimes book too many jobs. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? But without, without time in between, as you know, I, I wanted every, every job in the world. Um, and um, that's my fault. And that's stress I'm putting on the whole crew when I, when I, when I did that. And I have to recognize, it. I have to own that. Uh, so, um, I think saying no and 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 why you why you don't say no, um, I think you maybe have to examine that sometime. Maybe it's just be, because uh, um, you're doing it out of guilt or obligation, or you're you're a people pleaser type of guy. You just want everybody to be happy, and then you end up eating all the stress. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, it, it is a big deal. I mean, it you know it's, I think it's an important episode because uh, it's part it goes hand in hand and parcel with this job. And you have to be able to figure this one out. Um, and because there's not a paycheck behind it and whatever, I mean, and be, it's, maybe it's not tangible every time. Uh, it's very important nonetheless. And I think it's important that you have to come to some kind of arrangement in yourself, your makeup on how you, how you deal with it. I would like to see how you delegate your stress to the other guys. That's, that's a good one. 
how you lay that off on them too. I I start with yelling. <laughs> yeah, then throw things. <laughs> yeah, then kick things. That's the three-step process. I, I wish I had seen the T-bar flying out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree with what you said though. Embrace the stress because it's going to make you better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's going to make you better. You just can't let it eat you alive, but it will no. definitely make you better. And you also talk about eating you alive. You can't. Um, you gotta. You you gotta not have that voice in your head criticizing yourself for for mistakes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You take on a lot of responsibility when you do this job. There is a hundred different steps in doing a floor. Every step is critical. None of them can be overlooked. You can't take a shortcut on anything. Uh, at least, you know, it seems like some of the other guys came when you go bid jobs and there's squirrel marks and it, it seemed like they got paid and they got away with it. For some reason, you can't. You <laughs> you know how that works. Uh, but, um, but, <laughs> but by doing that, because here's what happens too. When you get into that mode, um, uh, then you then it kind of becomes um, like uh, you start making bad decisions when you start doing that. When you get when you get stressed out and you get in that, or you can get into a panic mode, and um, you just have to tell yourself, "Hey, I've been here before. We'll get through it. We'll handle it. Um, we've experienced a lot of different stressful situations before." And uh, take a deep uh, deep breath and don't go into panic mode and 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 just you know just kind of talk yourself out of it so you need confidence yes you need yes. the confidence like mm-hmm. i got this i got this mm-hmm. well yep. the duck right he looks smooth uh, uh, under the duck and underneath he's mm-hmm. paddling like crazy i think you have to do something else too i think this is important and i recognize this um when you get past it and you succeed, I think you need to stop and take a minute and congratulate yourself. Just even if it's just a little, hey, you know what? We did this, man. And, and just, and then kind of walk the steps and why. I always want to, rem- I always, it's very, that's why I took notes so, so often. I wanted to re- always remember what led to the success and why it was successful and what we did and what were my concerns. I'll even put that in. If you go back and look at my notes, is I was worried about X. And then I did the boom, boom, boom. And so, uh, I, I, even if you never read the notes, that's why. Te- that's why when you're when you're a teacher, or if you really want to get good at something, teach it to someone else. Because when you start teaching it to someone else, you'll realize how much you know. You know what I mean? Let me you'll tell study. you something. When I get back on the ice someday, I'm going to be an all star. Now that I coached hockey so long. I wish that somebody had coached me the way that I coached everybody else. Yeah. I'd, I'd have been a superstar. I, I com- completely agree with you. You want to learn more about what you're doing, teach or coach, and then all of a sudden things start. Well, I, I know I do floors better since I've been, mm-hmm. since I started being an instructor. I definitely do a better job with my floors just from, you know, actually practicing what I preach. Yeah, not, uh, you know, not cutting around things. If, if you've never done it before and you, uh, you you talk to someone who's not in the trade uh, 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 how to do a floor and you start explaining everything and then you start realizing all these details and all these little things that come around, I think you will impress the hell out of yourself 
when you relay it back to somebody else who's never done it before, because there's so many steps and it becomes second nature to you that, um, um, man, it's a ton. And I think it, it, for me, it was when I started teaching that you know, I've never taught it near as much as you. Obviously, I moved on quicker. You, I didn't get. You know, I mastered that in just a, I don't know, a few just, few classes just kept, and just just just, just kept just, going right just went on, just but, kept um, moving on. Yes, but uh, in that short amount of time, um, I, I was like, wow, it, it it's amazing, and 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 how how much you learn about yourself and the trade and everything, and it's kind of cool. So. Uh, well, the, the, you know, think about when you're showing somebody how to run a, a big machine. You think about it. I am thinking about it. Okay. And I've had guys who were who work with me and started working with me, and they're like, "Oh, the, he's doing this, he's doing that wrong." And I'm like, "You know what? To really run a big machine properly, there's there's twelve things we're telling." Mm-hmm. I go, "If you tell them twelve things at a time, I so you know, I'll give them." two or three things to start with here here are the two or three things i want you to do and then once they get that down they get a little time in you know what i mean they get a little muscle memory then i'll add another two or three things and then another couple of things because it's amazing when you start breaking down when you're teaching people about you know operating the equipment correctly and direction and all footprint all that stuff mm-hmm. there's a lot that's going on there that you know, you've been doing it so long, you just turn the machine on and go. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead. I um, I met a rep one time, different company. Where we ended up on one of the schools on the same panel, and we're just you know getting to know each other and everything and that back backgrounds and stuff. And he told me he, he was a he was a hardwood floor man before before he got into the to sales, what have you. I said okay, whatever. I didn't think anything about it. <laughs> then it came time to sand the floor. Rob, I am not, I'm not making it up. Uh, he, he got behind a big sander and in three steps, I said out loud to myself, nope, no, <laughs> that guy ain't a floor man. Who is he? Tell me who I'm, he is. I'm not going to, not going to say, you got I'll, it. Yeah, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, tell I'll tell the you, world. I'll tell you who he is, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's so many things I think we don't even realize there's so many and the gosh, there's so many small and, and, and there's, that's why it's hard to hire somebody. Uh, if you're really good at your craft and you care about it, it's so hard because there's so many little things, even vacuuming with the grain instead of vacuuming against the grain in, in case the thing on the edge of, on the on the vacuum falls off and you and you slides across it. At least you're going with the grain. The little things when you run in the yeah. buffer and you listen, you don't have your headphones on because if you hear one of those uh, flaky boards and a quarter sign, you hear as it goes across. How do you how do you explain that to somebody? You know what I mean? Right. There's a there's so many things that go into this many many small 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 things that add up to getting a check at the end of the job and making you know making it be successful. So, all right. Hey, one more question. So I know how you dealt with stress when they you got done. You threw the T bar out the door. I think I always love that story. But when you got home, any any ways that you dealt with stress? I uh, could always leave it at at, at home. Uh, I'm at home. <laughs> I could always, I could always. Oh, lucky Judy. Yeah. I, I just I, give her all the stress and then move yeah. on. For the most part, I, I was, and I am so very, very fortunate because I'm, i on my personal side, I've, I've have a charmed life. I, I'm very lucky. I mean, we and my wife get along great. So we never have any real stress on that side of my life. 
You know what I mean? All my stress was business related. Um, a little family stress, but I was able to beat him up. But anyhow, um, other than that, uh, no. No. No, oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. we got some, you know, some of the uh, some of the interviews we did. Uh, it was great. We had some. Uh, we got some really great answers to how people, different guys in our industry deal with the stress. So I think everybody's going to enjoy that. And these are very successful, very good craftsmen, very good businessmen. So I'm really stoked that we, uh, we got a chance to talk to these guys. So why don't we just go ahead and roll that? Well, for me, things are, are different after being in business so long, I've, I've been able to not allow the customer to, to dictate how the, the pricing is going to go. We, we, we kind of come up with a, a plan of what they're looking for. I don't let them, uh, you know, if it's a sand and finish, then well, I'll ask them, what do they, you know, expect from the floor? What are they thinking as far as color goes? How long do they plan on staying there? And then I can price the, the, the amount of coats that I'm going to apply or, or the, the procedure that we're going to do. But majority of the customers are, are longtime customers of mine. So they're repeat or, or higher end referrals. So it makes it a lot easier that when we go in there, we're basically talking about, you know, what their, their needs are and um, which rooms we're gonna do and then whether we're doing them natural or staying in. So it makes it a lot easier. And then when we give them a price, sometimes they may not even look at the estimate, they'll just put it to the, the side, we'll continue our conversation. And then they'll basically say, okay, when are you available? So. I've gotten away from how much a square foot okay. question because when they ask me already how much a square foot, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be their guy. I'll be like a hundred percent sure that wow. I'm out. That's how, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, because I always ask them, you know, you're driving a car. Did you ask the car guy how much the car is or is it the kind of car that you're looking for? And that's why you're at the car dealership. So that's... I, I, I kind of need to. To, to gauge their expectations on what their their needs are versus how much it is a square foot. Oh, it's tough. It's a it's a juggle. You know, you have to really. Uh, but at the end of the day, you really just have to just just relax and take one day at a time. Yeah. You know, like I have problems keeping up with phone calls, and you know, I'm kind of the do it all guy. I'm the estimator, the secretary, the you know, the, the payroll guy that, you know, and, uh, but you just, you know, I just really try not to bite off more than I can chew and, um, you know, faithful guy. So yeah. I, I, I rely a lot on that and yeah. just, just one day, one day at a time and then try to keep work, work. And yeah. my family's very special to me. So I keep yeah. them, you know, keep them on the third involved too. So uh, I like your style. You know. I think a lot of it is, um, about perspective understanding that not everything is going to go well every single time not that uh you're not going to make the effort to try to do the best that you can run the cruise the best that you can give your customer the best product but just knowing that there are things that are going to go wrong and then just knowing that you have the experience and the knowledge to be able to deal with that while at the same time that not everything is like that you know that in my younger years everything was everything like i wanted to make sure that the job went well um, I wanted to make sure my customer was 100% happy. That, um, and, and, and with that, there's a lot of pressure associated with that. So I feel like as I've gotten older, I've also gotten a little more perspective and realized that although what we do is important, it's not the most important thing in the world. And when things, issues do come up, 
Um, you deal with them as best you can, as professional as you can, but just keep in mind that it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I'm a beekeeper. I go out in my bee yard after work and I just watch the bees come in and out and fly. Carefree and just enjoying their day, doing work so they can uh, make it through the winter. Well, just like us sometimes. Yeah, you have to be calm around the bees. If you're, if you're mad or you're aggravated, you start making stupid moves. And the bees tell you when you make a stupid move by stinging you in the arm. Really? Um, or the face or whatever the case may be. Wow. So you just have to be really quiet and just calm. And, and it, it, it's kind of like my little meditation. 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 That's a yeah. good one. I was lucky. My father taught me how to meditate when I was young to deal with headaches, actually. And I've carried that over into my adult life and uh, meditation and just concentrating on your breathing, really. You'd be surprised what you can do by trying to put everything else out of your brain, concentrate on breathing and just meditate and not think about anything else for five minutes. You can get your blood pressure down. I've seen it in action because I've, I've gone to my cardiologist and I've done it in the office. You know, a lot of times you go to your doctor and they take your blood pressure and it's super high. And you're like, oh, what's wrong with you? You got high blood pressure. Well, you really don't. Usually it's anxiety just from being at the doctor's office. Uh, and I've found that through meditation, you can really lower your blood pressure big time. So I've really used that anytime I've had like extreme anxiety. And I've had issues with extreme anxiety because I have epilepsy too. So that combined with epilepsy actually created problems for me too, so really controlling that was like essential or I probably wouldn't be here. You know, that's the hard part of this business, but I try to take a little time off when I can, you know, with my kids go, you know, do a bicycle ride, walk on the beach, you know, when I have a chance. That's, you know, that's how I deal with the, you know, with the stress, trying to forget a little bit about the, the floor for a second. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks for all the guys that we were interviewed. I mean, there were some great tips there, as I said, from some really great floor guys, high character guys, man, great craftsmen, great businessmen, all, every single one of them, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, the industry is better for having them. So thank you to those guys. Yeah, and you know what I want, I just want to um, check in again with uh, Bill Powell. He's like the third guy I've met in the industry who's a B guy. I met two guys, one guy in Ohio, one guy down, I think the other guy was down south someplace. When I was in sport, they were B guys. And Bill's a B guy. And when he came into uh, training we did in Albany, he brought in, uh, he brought honey in for everybody. It was, uh, you know, stuff from his hive. So that was pretty cool. That, I mean, that would be the last thing I would think how do you handle stress? Uh, I handle stress by surrounding myself with bees. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find this. I watched a movie on bees not long ago, and it was absolutely positively fascinating. And I have zero desire. I had no desire to know anything about bees at all. I, I it meant nothing to me. But, but the movie movie was fascinating. And um, I also, um, I, I, as I said, I, I, I spent like a four-hour drive to, to go fish with somebody, and, and four-hour drive back with the same guy who also um, uh, messed with bees or whatever, you know, had bees. 
And it was unbelievable how much he was able to learn about them bees and how every one of them had a certain responsibility and how uh, it's it's unreal. It's just absolutely fascinating. So, yeah, I agree. All right, Rob, thank you very much as always. It was great to see you. Spend a couple of days with you. Always a pleasure. And uh, yes, sir. Good seeing this, you too. So this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. Oh.